Hey guys, welcome to episode 129 of the JV Club with my guest Annie Savage. For those of you who follow the JV Club on Twitter, you no doubt already knew that we had Annie Savage uh, because we erroneously announced her as being last week's uh, guest. That's uh, that's on me. I apologize. Um, I wanted to... Uh, just say quickly that um, I'm recording this on my phone, so the sound quality probably isn't as good as usual, but I, uh, I'm i very excited to be at the New York Comic Con. I'm so excited to do the Thrilling Adventure Hour and a bunch of activities associated with Cora and Thrilling Adventure Hour this week. I am very excited to head over to Arizona uh, right after that for their con, and um, I wanted to uh, apologize because I've been so crazed in traveling that I haven't caught up on shout-outs other than to thank Joseph for his uh, amazing... Uh, creative work, um, Steve and Christine for your emails. And, um, and I will definitely get caught up with everything. And I do want to let you guys know, I do still have t-shirts, um, got some more and, uh, they are available. Um, if you're interested, um, send me a, an email at Janet at JanetVarney.com or you can Facebook message me, although I really got to get caught up on those. Um, and you can PayPal $25 with your in the United States address. Uh, if you want to keep it easy and just give me all of that stuff at once. You can let me know, um, size and, uh, and your location via PayPal as well. Um, sizes I have are women's medium, large, extra large question mark, and then men's medium, large, extra large. Okay guys. Uh, I will talk to you soon. Please enjoy this episode uh, with the delightful Andy Savage and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Now entering nerdist.com. Yeah, that's a that's a really good way to to start. Actually, is just in a sort of a hey, hey, hey how you doing? Hey, Welcome hey, to the experience. Everybody. The experience. Welcome to the Andy Savage experience. Oh my God, what if you said Strap that? In. Yeah, every time, every time there was an opportunity for you to say that, you took it. I'm I mean, at, like I would, any audition, I would create opportunities. Even at the grocery you? store, it'd be like swipe my card. Yeah. You're welcome for the Andy Savage experience. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> Ma'am, like, you're, what? ma'am, you're buying a carton of milk. You're not going to be here very long. I don't know what Strap kind of experience in. you think you're... You don't know what I'm going to do with that carton okay. of milk. Well, I, uh, we have a long line behind you, so if you Oh, I need to grab a Snickers uh, bar. Whoops. Sorry. Is a, oh, can I open up my... I'm getting a, I can I'm getting a my better sense again. of what the experience is. The experience <laughs> is you waffling and not being able to make up your mind about anything. <laughs> exactly. I get it. I get it. I think that's a very much the Janet Varney experience. Not to horn in on your special thing. Oh, but no, yeah. That must be why we Betsy. get along so well. I think so. Goodness gracious. <laughs> God, it's so nice to see you not on stage or backstage at the Thrilling Adventure I Hour. Know. Although I guess I see you at like events from functions last time we saw each other was at a wedding it was at a wedding and that was nice they sat us next to each other yeah it was really it was lovely it was uh i have to say too like i feel like i we either one of us probably could have been planted on in almost at almost any table and would have known someone but she really knocked it out of the park it worked putting us together i know i was like wow go yeah go girl yeah she did it we she can it we well. can name her back over, over. <laughs> it's like, i don't know the i don't privacy. think they want anyone to know they got married <laughs> 
Joe Latrulio has to keep the illusion that he's single because he's such a matinee yeah, idol. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That when, you know, he gets panties sent to him, it's really uh, mm-hmm. enhances his career. And it's been the 10 years they've been together. It's been... That's right. Hush, hush. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And also, like, not to, you know, tell their story too much, but um, I just will quickly say that there was less than I was worried about, but still just enough references to that in some of the speeches. Especially oh, yeah. Family speeches. I don't think Beth would mind me saying this, but that this sort of had that like, you finally got around to marrying her, <laughs> like elbow, elbow. And everyone's like, OK, totally. all right. Didn't the um, the uh, the priest? Is that a priest? I guess. I don't know. what. Yeah. I didn't know the, what the, the offic- uh, officiator. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he'd made a, a joke about it. Yeah. And uh, that sort of set the tone. I think the whole uh, crowd was like, <laughs> but then it's like, once yeah. you get to the reception, all bets are off. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol and the, the, yeah. the instant jokes. But I feel like we're, you know, we're living in a world where it's not like it's the fifties and like, that's a big, you put a big exclamation point circle and highlight on yeah. the fact that a couple has been together a long time before they get married. I feel like yeah. nowadays that's almost more common than someone who gets married right off the bat. I know. I know. Which I love. Like I, I would much rather be at a wedding absolutely you know where i'm like i already know they can do this yeah my husband and i were together three years when we got engaged for when we got married yeah and you know we'd moved in i guess we moved in after a year and i'd never lived with a a boyfriend before but it's like that path was so perfect because all the bumps in the road were perfectly timed and they were you know you're not gonna if you move in with somebody after two months and you start fighting about where your stuff's going to go and their stuff's going to go, it's, it's not as, um, you can't get past that as easily as you would if you'd been together a year, like we were. So it's like, there's definitely milestones and, and it's, but that's really funny. Cause I was thinking about that this morning, the, uh, the old school ways of doing things and how quickly it's changed, Mm -hmm. you know, like just our generation now, like we're, 10 years is nothing. 10 years is like, okay, we can probably get married. Right. <laughs> or not get married at all and have a kid together yeah. and sort of, you know, like challenge the contract. But the difficult thing about that, and yeah, everybody knows this, but there's just, you know, like legal rights and stuff and things like that yeah. that get, I think, a little stickier still. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm like, I have no, I don't even remember knowing if like Beth took his name or if she didn't. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> Either. You know what I mean? I have no idea. Yeah. It, it doesn't even it doesn't even occur to me to wonder anymore. I just kind of assume that people don't. It's not until I write down their names, like if I'm sending a letter, yeah. <laughs> or you know, who sends letters? Yeah, when you're saying, well, but yeah, yeah you know, cards or what? A thank yeah. you card for our sure. shower. They gave us a gift, and sure. I wanted to send. And I was like, the Beth and Joe. That is <laughs> what I was going to say. I do. <laughs> Every time. I love just putting someone's first name on a card. Yeah, I'm it like, is, is this okay? Are they gonna, efficient. I, I was like, are they going to see it and go, oh, she doesn't know. If we do. <laughs> no, I think they're going to see it and be like, she's our cute friend who <laughs> likes to just call people by their first name. Oh, Annie. Yeah. Oh, Annie. And I then they just throw lot. it away without opening. <laughs> we know this is a thank you card. Don't waste our time. They just Trash. shake it. There's no cash in here. That's There's no right. gift card in here. That's right. 
Yeah, they have. You can usually tell by the weight of something. Yeah, how, how whether or not it's. it's you would fool them by making like using a very heavy cardstock, very heavy cardstock, oh, or just putting loose paper in there. That's a good idea too. <laughs> or one of those cards that you get when you get like a fake credit card in the mail. Yes. That's like this could be you. Your or name an old here. hotel room key. Yes. yes. God, I really. I'm not like a huge. I mean, I'm not a stand-up, so I'm not traveling every weekend. Like, I just had Erin Foley on the podcast, and, you know, she's yeah. she's out there all the time. But I do feel like, <laughs> what am I doing? Travel stand-up now? I'm not, I don't do stand-up. I've established that. <laughs> but, like, when I come back and I find, like, over time, I'll find, like, three different hotel room key cards. Yeah. And I think, like, oh, I... I for sure never turned that back in. I for sure forgot about it. And that mu- and I must be traveling enough for me not to even realize that I'm just toting around like a random room key from someplace. I will search my purse and I'll find a hotel key. And I'm like, I don't, when was the last time I was anywhere? Yeah. Are you when supposed to turn anywhere? them in? I don't think so. I still don't understand the rules. <laughs> <laughs> hotel checkout. It seems like nowadays if I just leave and don't tell anyone, right? I still everything works out fine still. I'm like they won't know if I was here an extra minute and like yeah. you know room service or maid service, I guess. Room service. Yep. Maid service isn't outside like tapping their Sometimes watches. They, they might be. Let me ask you this question and I have an answer to it for myself, which is what brings it up for me, but do you have z- pretty girly i really listen i'm jumping you're the first you're the first girl other than the live show i did you're the first girl i've really talked to since the boys of summer series because i had recorded aaron's episode way before boys of summer and just had to hold on to it nice um i'm honored so i'm really girlifying here i can't believe this is my first question to you okay (laughs) do you have like times when you're like this is a good opportunity for me to clean out my purse (laughs) such a great question i totally understand no but it's so true yes there are it's like i'm right now my purse is is a complete mess i like pulled some some tissues some unused tissues Mm -hmm. out and i was like what and then i saw some receipts and there's like uh oh here's a good question for any girl guest you get what's like the weirdest thing they carry in their purse because i always have always some sort of vomit bag really <laughs> I do i do it's like it's Why? a weird anxiety like from really? way back when what does from just, way back when mean just in case like just for always like you used I, to be a nervous vomiter yeah what? i am it's kind of, well it's it's i've and i don't mind sharing this i have an anxiety disorder mm-hmm. it's i'm actually prone to panic attacks Me like too. whenever i've never talked about this we gotta oh get into it Girl. we can do it playfully yeah we can. <laughs> i've had it i've had it intense and heavy with people as well but um in terms of like sorry i'm grabbing my iced tea uh and <laughs> like my maria bamford episode these guys know uh we you know we talked about it on kind of a, a pretty intense level but but anyway please continue vomit back yeah it's a vomit bag um like something just in it's like just in case like the sort of the worst thing that can happen you know when you get a panic attack it's frightening people think they're having heart attacks when they're having panic attacks and ultimately for me like you know the adrenaline is running through your body and you're shaking and you're sweating and you know it's just it's horrible but it will sort of manifest itself to vomiting for you sometimes most uh, a lot of times it has before i was diagnosed because i've had it my whole life yeah so before i was diagnosed it was really like 
sort of walking into a place that was like, oh my God, am I going to get a panic attack? And I'm going to throw it like, I don't know. It's sort of like, as long as I have something to throw up in, it's okay. I hate that you had to throw up because that's such a, that is an unavoidably public it is expression of something that's already scary and private. So I can't imagine yeah. how much that would feed into itself. It's it's messed up. Oh, the <laughs> but, throwing up. But uh, yeah, so I mean, not, would the not throw always. up lead to the end of the panic attack, though. Like, would that sort of it? Because I think it, you have to the like, adrenaline and that, yeah, and the immediacy because the you know the release of that, and then like your body just kind of the sweat turns cool and then you just kind of relax a little. So it would, I mean, I don't, you know, again, it's not something that always happens at the end of one, but, um, but just having one ready, like somewhere around me, it's like, okay, that's good. Interesting. We're okay. I was, I almost thought you were going to say for a moment, first of all, I'd like to suggest that you start referring to throwing up at the end of a panic attack as a happy ending. (laughs) Um, It is. I, for a second, I thought you were going to say you use it to breathe into too, right? Because that's oh, yeah. some people carry around paper bags for the same reason. Yeah. No, I've never really done that. I'm not a hyperventilator. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know, that might help. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Yeah. When did you, do you mind if we get into no, it? I mean, I'm fine I with that. I'm, I have a curiosity about it. And um, and I again, you're in very good company, both with previous guests, with me, and with a lot of listeners yeah. who, if they don't have something like this themselves, I think are like a very sympathetic crew. Yeah. But um, so when you say your whole life, what does that mean? As far back as I can remember. Really? Yeah. So even before, because I think um, adolescence is a time when a lot of people kind of start to discover that they have this stuff, but not necessarily. Well, when I was, uh, when I was very young, I mean, in, in elementary school, I was in this special, I got put in this special class of like five kids and it was a stress class. Mm. And it was just like five of us that had had anxiety or something. And it was, I wasn't diagnosed till I was 18, but like I have so many memories of getting uncomfortable, getting nervous and just shaking and shaking. Mm, and yeah, I know it's really, I mean, I, you know, it is what it is. It's made me who I am. So yeah. I can't, you know, regret it. Um, it's my mom, hard when you picture like the little version of someone you like, you know, you care about already. Yeah. It's like, oh no, sometimes I think of myself when I was little. I'm like, oh, that poor oh, kid. Oh, that poor kid. Yeah, 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 I know. I was like, oh, where was we... this, by the way? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. So they knew what to do. Those touchy-feely hippies knew just what to do with the little sweet anxious kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my parents, I'm the youngest of four. Um, and I think, you know, and we were all very close in age too. So, my, I know my mom's always like, oh, I wish we knew. We didn't know. We just, we thought you were a warrior. And I was like, well, it's fine. I mean, you had four kids, like all one, you know, I'm two years from my brother and then they're all uh, one year from each other. So I was like, it's, it's okay. But the thing that I worry about now is my daughter. And I'm like, oh, God, I really like, it's kind of one of the reasons I didn't really want kids. I didn't want the chance that that could get passed on really speaking my language it's something that I've gone back and forth about a lot yeah but it's there's no guarantee like there's no there's so many variables that may have it may have nothing to do with genetics it may have a little bit to do you she may not have any sense of it she may have a little bit of it but you see it so early on that yeah you can recognize it and like help her move through it in a different way that's what that's what my husband said he's like you know you turned out really well and you know the signs and 
we'll be able to get help if we need it. And I was like, I'm, you know, yeah, I, I see that. But I'm also a little nervous that I'll overreact. <laughs> be like, like, get her medication. <laughs> she's shaking. I'm panicking about she's her in panic. No, come on. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. I have a feeling. I'm sure this is something you've talked about a bunch, but I have a feeling that either it will never be an issue because so many parents are like, you know, my child is nothing like me in this way. Like yeah. I assume that my child will blah blah blah, and instead yeah. they're really into blah blah blah. Yeah. So there's such a good chance of that, and also, um, yeah, I feel like. Uh, I do feel like, and maybe I'm talking to myself a little bit with this too and being hopeful, but I do feel like ideally somebody who has the experience is the best parent to have, you know, with, if the kid is even, you know, tiptoeing into that a little bit, but yeah. Um, cause I mean, there's, there's the tricks like carrying the vomit bag, you know, there's, I mean, there's, there's certain things, but it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know if you've experienced this when you have a panic attack in a location, it's hard to go back to that location. Oh God, for sure. Yeah. Wait, let me listen. Let me just unpack this for a second <laughs> for the listener. Um, I'll just be very honest about this. I had to get a, a thyroid biopsy on Monday, which you mm. know because you had some medical stuff too. Yeah. Um, you and I are and broke, and I was really, really, really dreading it, and because I'd had one previously, and it was the worst medical experience oh. of my life. Oh my God. And. I certainly, because it was very painful and very scary, I definitely like had a panic attack and kind of started blacking out. Oh my God, yeah. Had to be like a revive with smelling salts, but like never made it all the way unconscious, which almost was worse because it was just like the tunnel and like the clammy and the panting. And I mean, you know, listen, I'd love to say like, I'm the strongest person in the world. I don't have any problems, but these guys already know, you know, (laughs) life life doesn't really work like that for almost everyone. And so when it turned out that I had to get it done again, um, I was like, I can't go back to that place. I can't go back to that person because even if she had done nothing wrong, which right. maybe she didn't, although it was seriously a really pleasant <laughs> experience, but even if like, you know, that wasn't the case or it was just a weird situation, there's no way I could walk back into that room and not not instantly yeah, yeah because your your body's so powerful and your emotions are so powerful in that way that you have those sense memories yeah. and it's like why fight that uphill battle on top of the anxiety you're going to have anyway yeah yeah i absolutely understand that but oh but just being a sensitive little kid and did you well this is a question because you brought up your um daughter but what do you when that your parents finally did understand it were they like oh there's a history of this in the family no not really i mean that's why extra think you don't have to worry about it yeah i mean I, my my dad had mentioned i think well my uh, my uncle passed away my my dad's brother um a couple of years after i was diagnosed and he couldn't make it back to ohio where his family is for the funeral but he ended up having a panic attack at home on the day of the funeral mm. and he started talking to me about that and and was like does it feel like this and this and this and this and and um and then he and then he it made him sort of remember when he was a kid he'd had some experience some sometimes or there was like a, a small span of a couple of years or something where he would randomly get that but it was never anything like i had like you know, it's a chemical imbalance. <laughs> it's just like, it's just there. And you just got like, it's, it's my lot in life. Like I've accepted that. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> to get into this, is, this is not so fun, but uh, you know, there's family history of depression and stuff like that. Sure. Um, 
so I don't know if it's directly related or if it's just some weird thing that happened with me or, you know, whatever, yeah. but no, I think that that's, and that's, uh, it's come up before, but, um, I always like to just pawn it off on like, listen, beautiful, sensitive, creative souls. <laughs> They're going to feel things differently. They're going to feel them deeper. Sometimes they'll be hyperstimulated by the world in a way that, you know, people yeah. who don't have those, you know, empathetic qualities or, yeah. you know, that, that, that sensitivity to things are going to experience. And there's, you know, there's really great stuff that comes with that and kind of painful stuff that comes with that. But, um, but, but uh, yeah, and and also I think being a kid is hard anyway, and and I think that it's there's so much unknown about being a child that some kids are just fearless about that yeah. unknown stuff, and then some kids are real worried about that unknown stuff. But I think it's very common for most children to you know there's a reason kids don't like going to the dentist. There's a reason yeah, kids don't like absolutely you know jumping off of a high diving board. Some do, but a yeah. lot of kids feel that you know anxiety about separation from their parents when they're going to kindergarten or going to preschool and stuff. Yeah. And you know I think that most kids have some of that, and then maybe some kids just have you know a little pinch extra <laughs> that sort of puts it over the top into like the yeah. kind of panicking territory. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Did you have like night terrors? I did. Oh, no, no. Oh, my God. I would have, like, the wake up screaming terrified with, like, your parents shaking you like, you're having a nightmare. Oh, my God. No, I never had that. Oh, wow. That's awful. Our brains are weird. They are. And I don't know. I I wonder if it's anything to do with evolution. I know. Well, that's – I'm anytime there's, like, a – a podcast episode on Radio Lab or this anything like that where people talk about those reptilian brains, those things that at one point were helpful in some way, you yeah. know? Like and and I think that helps with self talk too. And for those of you who are younger, if you experience this, um, no, it really I, I don't know about you, but I mean, has part of your process of getting older also kind of helped you navigate that stuff more because you do know there's an outcome that's like, Well, I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also like the longer you go with something, the more it's just there. Yeah, you know, it's I, I'm you know I haven't let it ruin too many opportunities. <laughs> at least not as an adult. I mean, you know, I for, flying, forget it. There's people are afraid of that stuff anyway. So it's like, give me my clonopin. Get me on the plane. I'll be fine. Which was crazy because I couldn't take my clonopin when I was pregnant. And I yeah, had, we went to San Francisco Sketchfest and Did we, you fly or you didn't drive? We flew. And it was, that was the first time that I'd, uh, uh, that's actually when I told everybody I was pregnant. And so I told you. Yeah. And um, it was my first flight without any drugs. And thankfully it was a short one, but it was like, I just kind of breathe and I, I got a mantra he yeah. was like, I am strong. My baby is strong. Like, I just kept kind of saying well, that to myself. Too, if there's, yeah, there's a different kind of relationship that you have to your body if you start feeling like, I'm a mama. Yeah. I, even though I think that seems like it's still really, I don't know how much you really connect with that on a real basis when it's still just inside you. It's, based on it, what girlfriends of mine have said. But yeah, dude, was it that was, like that for you? You yeah. had a sense of like, I am, I'm responsible for this other yeah. person. It me. was crazy because, like, there's so many times you try to talk yourself off the ledge when you're having a panic attack. And, some, you know, sometimes you can calm it a little bit, but it's, you know, it's a chemical thing. It, you can't really stop it. But it was like mama bear came through even, you know, three months or, you know, just a tiny amount. It was like, I cannot let my child 
be harmed by this. And it's just like a instinctual thing. It mm. was like, talk yourself down and out and just like get mad at the anxiety yeah. and just punch it, punch yeah. it away. Or, yeah, it's, uh, it definitely, I was, I was concerned about that because it's yeah. like, it gets so intense. I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to help it. But it was like that, that bonding, that, that, you know, natural instinct really does kick in. Well, it is funny because I think for me, um, I do sort of think of those experiences almost like as like, I guess I've never articulated like this before, but I do kind of think of a panic attack as like a visitor and there is something external about it that almost, I mean, I'm very moved by what you're saying and there's something about that. It almost feels like it's like, Hey, there's no room for you now. Yeah. Like I got, I already have somebody. Yeah. I got somebody else here. <laughs> yeah. This is not, I, there's no third party that's welcome right now. Absolutely. You know, it's very interesting. Um, what did that, what, what did I want to ask you also? Um, uh, do, oh, well this goes back to the sort of idea of like the environment causing the thing. Cause I am now like a hundred percent, more certain that it's nothing to fear but fear itself for me than anything like yeah. i don't even worry about pain that much it's the it's the concern that i'm going to have a panic attack Absolutely. is so much scarier to me yeah. than if someone just punched me in the face <laughs> like i'll yeah. take that any day because then i can just deal with that yeah you that's know? you don't see it coming you it's don't the, think yeah. about that happening. yeah and so when 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 i'm like at a doctor's office having a procedure or whatever something like what i experienced on monday which by the way turned out to be like the breeziest breeze ever because oh, the, the what his whole process was was 180 degrees different than what this woman did. Oh, good. Um, But it was like, when they try to tell you like, no, it's not going to hurt that much. I'm like, oh, honey, (laughs) don't don't even worry. Like, don't try to tell me that I don't have to. That's not what I'm worried about. The only thing you can say to me is if you were certain I was not going to have a panic attack, nothing else matters. Yeah, you're not going to have a panic attack. Yeah. Would be the only thing anybody could ever say to me that's like, oh, okay, well, let's do this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Bring on whatever else. I had to do an MRI last week when I was in the hospital. Oh, my God. Annie Savage. I know. How was it? It was awful, I'm but sure here's the thing: because I, I I went in for pain that turned out to be my gallbladder. I got that removed, and then I was still experiencing some weird pain, and my I had fever and stuff. And so they wanted to do an MRI to see if there was like a loose stone, which there ended up being. So I needed another procedure. Mm. But when I when they told me I had to do the MRI, um, they'd already told me I couldn't use my breast milk, I would have to, you know, pump and dump mm-hmm. and for several days. And I was like, well, then I'm taking my clonopin. I'm taking my anxiety Good medicine. job. Yeah. And I did. Out. And it was still like, you know, they put the, have you had one? No, it's, no, no. Yeah, it's I'm not pleasant. not into it. <laughs> I, I was hope I don't not looking forward to it. But also it was like, I need to get this done. I need to get home to my daughter. You know, she's only eight weeks now. And it's like, I just, okay, let's just get through it. They give you like a little a little squeeze ball thing in your hand to hold on to in case you need to be pulled out. But I didn't ask if it would have to start all over again because they were like, yeah, you're going to be in there for like 40 minutes. <laughs> I was like, okay. I took my like my one pill, which I haven't had since, you know, the pregnancy. Uh, so I was like, okay, I can, I can do this on one pill. I can figure this out. And 
a girlfriend of mine actually came to visit me and she was in the room and she was like, you know, I'll, I'll be there. She couldn't talk to me cause it's so loud and yeah. we both had to wear headphones and stuff, but she was just there and she was like, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm out here praying for you. And I was like, Oh my God, you're so, she's real sweet. It's nice to know that someone's yeah. having that, you know, like those are good things to hold on to, even if you can't really connect with someone just to have the recognition that someone cares about you that much or that yeah it was it, it really made a huge difference and you can't listen to like music or anything i mean if you already have to no, have headphones. i don't think so they didn't they didn't really tell me i could do any like electronics that would interrupt with <laughs> yeah because and all it did you have to put they put uh earplugs in and it just beeps it's just all these crazy, crazy noises. And my friend was watching like the all the numbers and she was in the room. She heard all the beeps and she was like, I have no idea what any of that was. <laughs> she was like, there was a timer over here and the numbers were all over the place and it would change. And then this How beeping crazy. was this. And she's like, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, talk about... Uh, How happy like, were you I'm when it was have... over? Like, did you oh. have a sense? Like, oh, so happy. Was there a point at which, I mean, 40 minutes is just long enough that... Did you have a sense of time passing? Did you have a sense of, did you think maybe you were going to be in there longer when they told you it was done or was it? No, you know what I, mean? I think I, you know, I just tried to breathe and I think it felt like 40 minutes. Good. You know, a nice yeah. even time. Cause, uh, they did mention towards the end, I would have to hold my breath, which was really hard cause I just had my gallbladder out. So it was oh, like, yeah. I couldn't hold it for very long, but I, 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 they didn't really make a point of it. It was just kind of in passing. They'd said like at the end, well, have you hold your breath? And so when they started asking me to hold my breath, I was like, oh, we're getting close to the oh, end. Oh, sure. And then they kept asking me to hold it. They kept asking me. And I was like, oh my God, how much longer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I hold my breath. Can we get out now? Yeah. There was one point, like probably halfway through, right? I started to just kind of, it was just, it was just yeah. more of the same, the noise and the, you know, I kept my eyes closed because you're right there. They've yeah. got to figure out a way to like, I don't, I feel like that's a thing where they should be able to figure out a way to pump in, to give you special earplugs where you can listen to a podcast or you can choose what you want to listen to or give me anesthesia. Sort of, well, yeah, that's the other <laughs> thing too, is there are definitely things where I'm like, I mean, anesthesia in itself is kind of scary because I feel like the experiences yeah. I've had with anesthesia when I've awakened, it's been kind of weird and scary for a second or like really emotional. I remember, I can't remember yeah. if I told anyone this on the podcast before, but when I got my wisdom teeth out when I was like 18, they were, I had all four fully impacted. And yeah. so, you know, you do it at like a surge, like a surgeon's office. You're not like at a hospital, right. but I for sure, you know, woke up still like on a gurney inside this, you know, little office and, um, and within seconds of waking up i was convinced that the nurse hated me and i was sobbing <laughs> which i then found out was like a side effect of coming out of anesthesia so weird. but i was so emotional i mean i i re and you can barely talk as you know my whole mouth yeah was like, oh yeah and i remember trying to communicate like it was so important for me to communicate to my dad who was there like she's so mean why does she hate me he's <laughs> so broken up about oh it my God. And then, yeah, and then, like, you know, after I slept for 12 hours or whatever right. and then woke up, my dad was like, you were so, that poor nurse, because she didn't at all. She was, like, horrified. Like, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> oh, my God. That's awful. So, you know, I don't know if that's, like, so fun either. But, yeah, there are definitely things that happen medically now where I still think we're so lucky to be 
living in the time that we are for how, how much, you know, how much technology is enabled us to, you know, be able to be fixed in those ways. Yeah. But, but also just enough that I have those feelings of like, shouldn't we be better at this by now, everybody? (laughs) Like, I can't even appreciate like, what, how, why haven't we figured out a way for this to be less uncomfortable? Yeah, exactly. No, I feel the same way. It's like, come on, technology. We know so much. Yeah. We're going to have what we're going to have. The iWatch soon. Yeah, exactly. How come I can't get an open MRI? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Totally close. Well, I, you're a champ. What a champ. <sighs> Heavens to Betsy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's nice to get recognition for just surviving something sometimes. No, absolutely. Yeah. And also, and this is a good reminder for me, too, is that, and I think this applies to a lot of us in a lot of different situations, but once you've <clears throat> decided that you're worse at something or you're more broken than the average person yeah. at something it's so easy to attribute all of your experiences to that thing and like mm-hmm. put that name tag on it sort of yeah and um and when i was talking about like the the thyroid biopsy with someone i don't even remember who i feel like it was i don't know but like i said something like you know and then you know, I mean, it didn't feel good to have somebody like right up in my face, like putting needles into my throat. Yeah. Um, and she was like, uh, she was like, well, no one wants that. <laughs> and yeah. for some reason, like I connected with this idea of, oh, right. P- anyone would be anxious <laughs> in this situation. I, but I'm so hard on myself that I'm like, yeah. you know me, I'm crazy. And like, I can't handle stuff. Yeah. And then you describe it to someone else and they're like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. You're like, <laughs> oh yeah. You're like, but you're normal. What? Everyone hates needles in their throat. No one is like, whatever. <laughs> but you know, it's like we, we have to learn to be kinder to ourselves in that way. Because sometimes I think Absolutely. I'm being kind to myself by acknowledging and accepting panic. Yeah. But also like... Uh, how about everyone would freak out? Do you know? I, mean, I you absolutely sort of take it down a notch and realize that anybody would have that experience, and you don't have to blame it on this thing that you carry around with you or that you feel is that you is know. that is absolutely yeah my brain yeah right there. Um. So, and did you stay in Portland uh, all through high school years and stuff? Yeah, we were. Well, we moved to a little suburb called Gresham, and Gresham, um, Gresham, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just right outside. It's just a little suburb of Portland and, and basically was there till I moved to LA in 99. What was your, was your high school in that suburb or was it kind yeah. of big? Was Gresham it a, High. Was it small or was it big? It was pretty big. I yeah. think our graduating class is over 400 people. I don't know. I hate to throw out the how was the weather for you in Portland, but like, did you have a sense of it's always raining or did it not feel like that when you were a kid? Um, you know, you grow up with it. It's just kind of the norm. Um, I remember, I remember actually thinking like the summers were so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it probably rained so much and I was so used to that. Yeah. I love the rain too. Me oh, too. So you never had that. You know, so, so it's so different for different people, but some people really can't stand it. I have reverse seasonal affective disorder that most people have, which is I get depressed in like heat and clear skies as opposed <laughs> to rain, uh, rain, fog, anything like that. I'm yeah. Like, Let's get out in it, everybody. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's just, I don't know if I love the rain so much because it reminds me of home. You know, I've been in LA for so long and, um, but I, you know, it, it, 
when you get so much of it and it's constantly gray, you can't help but get a little like, yeah, <laughs> get a little sad. So you did have that kind of, yeah, a little Which bit. Which I'm yeah. sure I would too if I were there. If it's constant, yeah. I mean, it it just depends because, like, you know, in LA. <laughs> It's our broken brains. I'm kind of like, well, yeah, how could you not get depressed with the constant sunshine? Oh, thank you. Still, it's just nice to be to, to listen to that because I still have people who are like, what's wrong with you? I know. I, I mean, you know, I guess scientifically, the sunshine makes you happy and the rain makes you sad or whatever. But yeah, I get it. I totally get it. It's like just too want, much of one thing. Maybe that's what San Francisco is great for. It's right in <sighs> you know. There we go in between Portland and uh, yeah. Los Angeles in many ways. Yeah, we get plenty of. I just love fog. I feel like if I could have half day fog every day, <laughs> whether it was in the morning or in the afternoon evening, I would be. Fair, I think I'd be really content with that. I you know it's we never didn't worn off on me. My the love fog has always been like a, a novelty. It, it's it, it. I always loved it, but I was also. It was scary. Oh, yeah? Because, like, what's going to come out of the fog? Like, can't I see that house that I always see right there? You yeah, know? I think I liked that. Like, that was thrilling in a in a manageable way. Oh, opposed yeah. Opposed to other things that are, like, <laughs> thrilling in a, oh, uh-oh, this is fun for someone else, but it just tipped over into now I'm just uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I just went to this, when I was in um, Scandinavia, I went to this museum in Aarhus, which is, like, a slightly smaller city than Copenhagen mm-hmm. in Denmark. And it was an amazing museum and they had this um, exhibit. It was like an installation where you walk in, you don't know what you, what to expect, but there's like a warning on it. <laughs> and um, for me, and maybe you can relate to this. And for those of you who like ca- can worry or feel anxious or whatever, the warning sign is almost worse than like yeah. nothing because anytime I see a warning, I'm like, am I one of these people who, for whom this physical experience will be unpleasant? Yes. You know? And so it's, yes. it would almost just be better if I had no expectations. Cause then I'm not, I don't have to like immediately get a tiny twinge of like, Oh, I hope I can handle this, yeah. whatever it is. Um, but we went in and it was, uh, a room that was completely full of fog to the point where you could only your visibility your visibility was like maybe your outstretched hand oh my goodness and then the ceiling was all different um parts of the the ceiling were like different differently lit so the you would walk through a rainbow of fog um in this room with no sense of how big or small the room was <sighs> until you would just come to a wall oh wow and um and it was really Im- the whole museum was really immersive like that but um, that was a situation where uh, I kind and, and and there was a reason there was a warning because you sort of walk in and it's so immediately enveloping. Yeah, that I had I did have a moment where I was like, I think I need to make a decision whether I'm going to love this or not. Yeah, I'm going to fucking love it. <laughs> I'm going to love it. <laughs> I'm safe. Yeah, nothing's going to happen to me. Who cares? It wasn't a haunted I house. Can leave whenever I want. Yeah. No one's gonna jump out at me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Um, and so I just like you know jumped in head first in that way and was like, I'm gonna love this experience. And I think that a younger version of me maybe would have been so concerned that I would have a panic attack that I wouldn't have been able to just like push that aside and go, this is stupid. I chose this. Now, whether or not I could still feel that way about like skydiving. No, no. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't see myself being strong enough to be like about to jump out of a plane going panic schmanic. I chose this. It's an adventure. I'd love to, but I don't feel like I'm there yet. But it was a nice feeling to think, 
Well, that was a situation in which I think I controlled my experience more yeah. than I would have been able to as a younger person because I just would have been too worried about the no. That's great. The anxiety that's and stuff, and it was cool. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense because you know going into any situation, especially one with a warning, <laughs> a warning label yeah. on it, a warning label. Probably, I know you really do have to. It's fun, and that, that's that's a really great point to make because I don't think I've ever really thought of it that way of just making that decision of like either we're going to do this and we're going to love it or we're going to just back out the door. <laughs> yeah. I had another one like that also at a different museum exhibit. Same thing. It was like a weird situation where like you're, you're meant to be sort of overwhelmed by like the way that light is playing in this room. And there's a, a similar sense of you can't tell where the room stops and stuff. And yeah. uh, it was the same thing. I came in and was like, Ooh, I got a little dizzy and thought, what am I going to be this person that can't take this art exhibit on? And, you know, so I just got through it again. But what triggered again, I, this is not an anxiety podcast, although sometimes it feels like it could be. Um, <laughs> but, but what for you, when you were like, say an adolescent, like what, what kind of triggered it for you? Like, did you have social anxiety or was it more kind of new experience anxiety or was it like locational claustrophobic anxiety? I think new experience was a big part of it. Um, you know, my parents wanted us to, to get a lot of experience. And so, you know, family trips every year and just going here and there. And, um, and I, I, it, it was any new situation was, you know, it's always a little, I think most people are, you know, hesitant for some things, sure. but for me it was definitely like scary, but I remember, uh, having, I mean, a lot of my panic attacks were in like the movie theater. Mm. So it's still hard for me to go see a movie. Interesting. That's funny. Cause um, that's a place where I felt kind of like I could not have one because yeah. it was dark and safe like my version these guys know it, for me when i was a teenager movie theater was maybe one of the best places i could be hmm. target or someplace with like a lot pe- of yeah. stuff a lot of people and like bright lights at night yeah forget about it i would <laughs> i would totally be like i'm living in a movie i'm not a real person like there i would just my brain would just be like nope yeah there is i mean it's it's either either end of that i i i understand but I think the movie theater for me, I don't know if it's like, maybe we'd had like an earthquake earlier or something. And then we went in there and I sort of thought, what if there was an earthquake in here and this thing would fall on us and this would topple over and blah, blah, blah. How dare you have such a great imagination? (laughs) I wish it was more fruitful. I wish it was more happy imagination. I know it's like I I always I I kind of just naturally tend to think of worst case scenarios. I look for the exit sign everywhere I go. The easiest exit route. I, t- I generally have to have my car with me if I'm doing like, if people are like, oh, let's all go together. We'll take Kelly's car. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll meet you there. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. But does that feel like a control thing too? Like I yeah. want to be in charge of when I can go and leave and what, what my experience is going to be kind of in a. Yeah. But it's also like the, when you get in a panic attack, whoever you're with has to deal with that and the ramifications of that, which usually means leaving wherever you are so you know and and it's and i'm sure you've had this experience too of people that just don't understand and they just they're like get over it it's fine like they don't experience it they have no idea they think it's all in your head which it is but it's different (laughs) it's a chemical thing yeah so um like my husband is just a champ and he you know he's never had panic attack and he doesn't understand it but he's tried to understand it and he's been there and he you know 
I remember it was our one year date anniversary, mm-hmm. one year dating, and we were at dinner, and I didn't want to ruin it, so of course I had a panic attack. And we were, we'd only just gotten our food. <laughs> I love it. You're just speaking a language that many people can understand. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, if it helps anybody, uh, yeah. that's happy. Um, but like, I just, I was yeah, like, because you were like, this is, this is great. This needs to be really special. For sure. I shouldn't have a panic attack. I really yeah. shouldn't have a panic attack. Here we what? go. That creates oh, one. Got it. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so, you know, I, I, the second our food got there and, and I was like, he kind of saw that I wasn't really eating. Cause you know, you don't want to eat. I don't want to eat cause I don't want to throw it up. Cause you know, it's the whole thing. Got it. And, um, so I'm just kind of sitting there and drinking my water and he's like, you okay? And I was like, um, I might need to go. He jumps up, runs over to the waiter was like, we've got a thing I forgot about. We need the check. We need, you know, and I, and like this, I saw him do that so and I caught the, the panic went away. Yeah. Cause I was like, I am so safe with this guy. Yes. This, uh, it was like pure, pure, uh, you know, love uh, obviously, but it was like, I just, I felt like, Oh my God, I'm understood. Absolutely. Yeah. It was so, it was, it was huge. It's like the best thing that could have happened on your one year anniversary. Absolutely. Like a wonderful solidifying, like, God, I made a great choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was like, I just feel, I feel so lucky. And he put, you know, he puts up with it so well. Cause he knows it's, it's not easy. It's not something that I can control necessarily. And yeah. so he's, you know, he's really sympathetic to it. And I'm yeah. really lucky. Cause I've had like, I dated a guy before I met him that was like, just didn't understand it was super adventurous like always was out and doing crazy stuff and um just didn't get that like so not sympathetic it just pushed me mm-hmm. he would he would push me just to show me that i could do something yeah. and i would be shaking like get me out of here and he's like yeah. no we gotta go we're halfway you know we're an hour away from home and we're going to see this play and you gotta you gotta deal with it yeah. And I was like, oh, this, oh my God, that this is, isn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And that person is, that's the, that's the, you're right. It's the exact opposite. It's like someone's creating an environment for you where you feel like you have no choice but to have one because yeah. the person you're with isn't, yeah, isn't relating to it. And that's a great example of like something like when you're given permission to see, to do something, suddenly you're like, I don't think I need to. Yeah. You know what? I'm. I think maybe I can just skip it. I think yeah. I can skip this panic attack. I think we're you know? fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then, you know what? Let's just get the to-go box and go play some games. Yeah. Well, what about performing? If you don't mind me asking, like, were you performing when you were in high school, for example? Like, were you? Yeah. Um, was that something that came up for you then, or would it happen? in because I never really had a lot of anxiety performing. Everywhere yeah, no. else would maybe be I'd be vulnerable to it, but like on stage, for some reason, I didn't have as much of a situation with. with yeah, I mean, it's. Because it's a different kind of adrenaline that goes through you when you're on stage. It's it's a pleasant one. It's one that you welcome, you know? Yeah. It, Isn't it, that funny, though, that some people are fine in life and have zero problems and then have crippling stage fright? Yeah. Versus uh, somebody who has anxiety and then is like, oh, I'm fine if I'm performing. No. Yeah. Oh, put me on stage. I'll be yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. No, it's... Um, that's funny. Yeah. It, it's, it's never been a problem performing-wise, you know, dancing or... Um, or singing or acting or any of those. Well, how much of that were you doing when you were a kid and when you were I in did high school? I did a lot of dancing growing up, and we always like had, classical, like, shows. like ballet dance or like we modern did dance. Modern mostly. Um, did you ever do tap dance? I did tap dance as an adult. Nice, great, <laughs> great time to do it. I wish I could tap dance. I know. I miss. I miss that class. Actually, it's really fun. 
Um, it was only a few years ago that I was doing it. It's it's a good time to have. talk talk about an example of like hmm, I don't know how to articulate this a kind of performing where it is it is a it is a <laughs> it is a very happy performing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's it's very for for being wordless. I can't think of another wordless thing that so quickly creates a mood or like it's hard to see it's hard to imagine a person tap dancing being like i'm really sad you know what i mean <laughs> there's something so like listen you are it is cheerful no matter oh, what yeah. guys i wonder if that's anything to do with like the movement of the feet right maybe or maybe it's just the Peppy. sound but yeah you can't have some sad sag doing the soft shoe <laughs> that's not how it works uh, tap dancing um Okay, so tons, so lots of dance and stuff. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah, you mentioned, and I'm hoping that this, yeah, this <laughs> photograph is what we end up using. But so you were on the dance team. I was on the, the Gresham High School dance team. And so that is, if memory serves from a past guest, sort of like cheerleading, but it's dancing instead. Yeah, it's, we had cheerleaders. Um, it's, it was dance drill. So there was also some like drill aspect, which, I don't even know what that means. It's what's a drill? Well, like I mean, I know what a military drill is. We would call, yeah. Well, that's what it was. It was uh, we would do like at competitions. There would be drill down, and it would be like left face, right face, about face. I don't know why we had to do that. I know some. uh, Oh wow! Okay, some dance teams. (laughs) Some dance teams were also like, or maybe it's throughout the countries. You know, also flag teams or just drill, which is just marching and movement and and stuff like that. Um, but we were really, it was mostly, they called it dance drill, but like the rules of dance competition, like when you go to state, you have to, you, it has to be like a seven minute routine. You have to have a kick line that, you know, goes this thing, but there wasn't really any aspect of it that was, that used the drill. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just realizing all this now. I'm like, yeah, why did we have to do that? Yeah. But some, but some schools i think in other in other parts of the country just do the drill okay which i still don't understand why that's a thing <laughs> but but uh yeah i mean we had the cheerleaders and they did their thing and then like halftime at the football games we would come out in our crazy costumes and you know lay on the field and uh what do were a dance your crazy costumes like oh there's one beautiful one that i that i kept wonderful it's good totally good t- keep one it's sure. like it's black bodysuit spandex black spandex bodysuit it's got sequins there's always sequins amazing just always uh up the leg of like this red and silver sequins up the leg and oh. up the sides and then the sleeves this is the beautiful part the sleeves are these like poofy <gasps> red toll oh or something my. like and they go all the way down i mean it's the ugliest thing you could possibly think of. And that someone was like, we've done it. We've come up with an amazing costume. This is it, yeah. We need to get these into production immediately. God, you know, if you could, if anybody could like look up the dance uh, dance team, like they would have catalogs. If you could find one, Ooh. it's kind of the craziest thing you've ever seen because yeah. there's like, oh, these are the dance costumes and these are, like these are in the catalog. These are wanted. They bought these. Yeah. And then they, I think they still use them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they're not using the one I took, obviously. We ran out of the uh, black uh, sequined uh, red poof sleeves, guys. <laughs> poof we gotta, sleeves. Yeah. No more poof sleeves. Yeah. Gotta go to a different costume. Popular demand. 
Oh, so many. I mean, it's all spandex and tight and blah, blah, blah. But, oh, that's another thing about dance competitions. Because uh, you do you do your, um, you do the halftime dances and then you prepare for competitions throughout, like schools would host competitions so other schools would come. And, and then eventually that would all lead to state. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody was at state, obviously. And uh and you had your, your state routine. So you would be sort of working on your state routine and changing things based on your feedback. And, um, so oh, I forgot what I was going with this. Um, I don't know. Was it still about the costume? It was. Totally yeah. With, no, yeah. Totally fine with it if it is. And then the hair, the hair was a part of it. You had at least for state, but I think other competitions, the, the hair had to be uniform. Okay. It didn't all have to be the same color, but it had to be uniform. So there's all these weird, like, you know, they would put our hair in buns. Yeah. Like really, really tight. Like uh-huh. you could, even when you took the pins and everything out, it would just still be a bun <laughs> on your head. Um, and your makeup had to be uniform and it had to be big. So it's yeah. like crazy. I mean, the picture, if I can, oh, if I can find it, Did I know you it's somewhere. Do like not even, was it just like almost artistic, like Cirque du Soleil kind of makeup? It, sometimes, just, depending like, yeah. on, we did, I could uh, get into that my sure. senior year, we did jungle theme routine. So it was black spandex bodysuit, full length, no puffy sleeves. Well, but we had like these the jungle here. I mean, let's get, <laughs> we had these realistic. head pieces on, Ooh. which were really crazy. I mean, they were like, they were like mini Vegas, like feathers sticking yeah, out everywhere. Man. And now you didn't have to worry about the hair, but like usually you'd have to get wigs or like girls oh with a lot of teams had the, uh, the hair was pulled back and then they would have these like clips, like, you know, banana, you know, banana clips. Sure, like when you sure. use that, it's like what they would look like. So it was just like fake little attachments. It was like banana clips. They all had like the same curly hair design oh, hanging out the oh, back. And, okay. Like a fall, like a fake. Fall yeah. Yeah. It was, thing. it's, I mean, that world is, yeah, I was going to ask you, do you like, do you, I feel like a lot of, not a lot, but I feel like occasionally there will be a movie that comes out that sort of focuses on that world. Is that sort of a guilty pleasure for you? That you kind of, you yeah. Like, they definitely, I mean, when Bring It On came out, it That's was like. what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's, it's funny because it's like cheerleaders are sort of seen as the halftime entertainment and the dancing and the, I mean, they definitely do their, their part and they, they have their competition and that's all their real world. But it's like, it's it's still dance team still has their world, which is really similar. You have to have, you know, everybody has to be uniform, probably more. So it's probably crazier in the rules. Um, but yeah, I don't, <laughs> well, how did, so how did that, were those your friends, you know, were, were the dance, were the dancers, your friends, what kind of friends were you hanging out that's, with or was it? That's a good question because it was all over the place. The dance team, some schools were so big they would have a JV squad and a varsity squad. We were just the one squad. So I was there as a I was on it freshman junior or freshman sophomore. I got accepted as junior but I ended up leaving. Uh, and then I went back as a senior. And it's all age groups Why and it's all uh, I wanted to do theater at the school cuz you couldn't do both. And it turned out to be such a bad idea. I don't just not a good theater department i know because the teacher ugh, this i i don't imagine she'll be listening to this but she was a not a good teacher she does listen to this she does definitely. <laughs> i do a lot no! of research leading up to and i i contact everyone you want to make sure that everybody mm-hmm. who could be insulted by the mm-hmm. podcast listens she uh she would put on big productions. Like her mom was like a, a theater teacher. So she basically just did exactly what her mom did. Mm-hmm. 
use the same choreographer, use the same costumes. Um, she, and I, I had braces at the time and I realized like I looked at all these cast photos and I was like, she never cast anybody with braces. Mm. <laughs> like maybe in the chorus of a really large right. musical. They're very distracting. Yeah. Um, and it was like the, the girl, there was, I was the dancer in the theater department. I was like the only person with a real dance background. So I would get up and help. I would, I would learn the routine like that. And then I would help teach it to everybody else and stuff. And so there was this one part this one musical where there was a lead dancer. I think it was Brigadoon. I think we were doing Brigadoon. Mm-hmm. And there was a lead dancer role. And um, the there was this girl that like, she was falling over at the audition. She had no dance background whatsoever. She got the part. And I actually went up to my teacher and I like, I, I had a, I went in her office and I was like, this is not right. And yeah. you can't, I mean, she was falling over. She yeah. was like, losing her balance. She was all over the place. Like w- people were laughing at her and she got the lead dancer and she admitted to me, the teacher admitted to me. She's like, well, you know, she works for the school newspaper. So we oh, can get no. a lot of coverage Politics for high school theater department. I know. And I was like, okay. I said, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. I'm going back to dance uh-huh. to next year. <laughs> The comfort of safe old dance team. Oh my god! Where you knew where you stood. I know, but that's and, and about dancing. Getting back to your question, original question there was, uh, it was it was really all popularities, all class levels. It's some people you got along with better than others. You know, it was there was still some people played their popularity level. You know, in that in that atmosphere, but for the most part, you got along with everybody. Mm-hmm. What about boys? What about boys? Did you have any <laughs> weird <laughs> on the dance team? Uh, did you? Were you dating? Were you? Were you? Dating um, when you were in we actually school? did. Well, let me. We had boys on the dance team. Great. I should have. Yeah, I should have let you answer that. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Very we cool. Started. We like uh, football players. We we ended up getting like a whole team of football players. Really? Yeah. It was like there was our one of our not our coach. But well, I guess our coach. Um, she wasn't a da- she wasn't doing the dancing, but she was like the manager of the team. Her sons were were dancers, and they were also athletes, and they were really popular. And so they got um, all their buddies to be on. And we had this. We went to a competition where they had their own routine. Oh, that's terrific! And you couldn't even hear the music because it was all. Ah! like sure. dancing like it was i was like man you want to get a girl you join the dance team i guess so you know uh and then it kind of paired out and paired out so there was like five of them left by the time uh-huh. we went to state but they it was still the novelty of it initially and then i guess they decided that they were yeah much into it. but it was i mean it was it was good for us you know for the for our jungle theme mm-hmm, sure we um we you know we got to do lifts and certain things that you couldn't do with just all girls sure so it kind of it it helped but um, yeah, as far as oh, boyfriends, ugh, <laughs> great. I like that's a great, yeah, great of sort of. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I think I still am, just socially <laughs> inept. Really, I would never think that about you. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, probably because we're so similar. So Could you're be. probably socially inept, huh? Hmm. I guess I didn't <laughs> realize that about my. Oh, uh. no, you're great. Oh, stop it. No, but I just don't. That's not, you know, I have friends that I know I think of as that who, you know, admittedly say they're socially awkward, who are a little more socially awkward, but yeah. I just don't feel 
um, like that about you, but maybe I usually see you in environments in which you know everyone already, or maybe, or maybe you've changed. I don't know. Uh, I think a little bit about. Were you nervous? <laughs> Were you nervous around guys and stuff? Sort of. I mean, guys that I liked, you know, it was as we all would be. It was <laughs> yeah. gay, straight, bi, whatever. But yeah. But I mean, it was. I don't know. I had I had a couple of boyfriends. I guess two. Who is accurate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It was it was a different experience. It was weird because it was it wasn't anything that we really talked about as a fa- like when in my family. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it was like boyfriends. It was it's like gross. Oh my god, I don't want to. You said that your your brother's a couple years older than you, and then who's after that? Uh, my I I have a sister year ahead of him, and another sister, two so older sisters and one older brother. Yeah, okay. and they're all one year apart from each other. And was that when you were in high school? Were you kind of following after each one? Oh, of your yeah. Siblings? Like, here's another savage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Like, I would go up and I'd be like, I'm Andy Savage. I'm savage. Yeah. Like, wait for them to get it. <laughs> then I'd be like, my brother, Michael, my sister, yeah. Javi, were you all Were you all good students? Were you good kids? Yeah, pretty much. We um, we didn't stray too, too much. Because our, our dad's a police officer. Oh, good so, to know. Good to know. Yeah, you don't. You don't do too much bad stuff. <laughs> or you could and be just, you know, the the, the really bad seed yeah. because you have this, you know, parent that you're rebelling against. Well, I think my my oldest sister uh, had some issues. And, and the thing is, like, they were harder on her. Like, I remember she, her and my dad were, like, in the van outside the house having a serious discussion. It's because she skipped class. Mm-hmm. By the time I was... <laughs> By the time I was, you know, at the same grade as she was at the time, and uh, and I, I would be like, Dad, I'm going to skip school. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, she I had... You told him, though. Like, I got to tell him. He's going to find out. Or and I was like, well, I'm, just, I'm not going to go. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, it, she definitely had it a little harder, so she was more prone to rebellion, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, although she didn't go to, you know, she didn't do anything too crazy, so... Yeah. And what what else were you were you sort of would you say kind of defined you as a as a teenager? Were you um, really into music? Did you love going to? Um, I guess the movies we've established maybe is not your favorite place to go, but um, I, it was it was the books. Were you bearing you know yourself also in books? It was and, mostly the theater stuff. Even though it was like it was not an environment that that welcomed me that particular <laughs> uh, one. It was the people. It was the friends. You know, my high school friends were were great. Because they were they were pretty patient with me, I think they did, you know we didn't know I was after high school I got I got um, diagnosed but they um, they were all very caring and and concerned and you know they I felt taken care of mm-hmm. when I was with them so I, I think the friends really they really made it and we're we're you know we're all friends again on the Facebook yeah <laughs> which is and nice that's one positive thing about it I know yeah. Um, I can't believe this, but I got to get into the mash. We, uh, we've torn through this episode in a lovely way. Um, oh, I hope it's lovely. Uh, I hope it's oh, not it's just lovely. depressing. And people no, are like, oh, that sounds horrible. I feel that we uh, treated it with the lightheartedness that I said that I had decided that we would. Um, <laughs> but I think it's really important to talk about. So, uh, especially to talk about on the level of like, it's utterly survivable and you Absolutely. can still have a silly fun time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, don't let it get in the way too don't much. Don't let it get in the way too much. Um, Okay, so I'm gonna. I wrote down a couple of things uh, that I thought of while we were talking, but um, then I'll get into some of my probably typical categories as well. But 
the first thing I thought I would just ask is you were kind of talking about tap dancing and skills and I wish that I could just tap dance like a dream without um, having to practice too much uh, <laughs> is you wake up tomorrow and you have uh, matrix style downloaded into your brain three three skills um, you'll end up with one three skills that you're just like you wish you could wake up tomorrow and just be great at <sighs> Ooh, finances. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. This is such like an old lady mom <laughs> comment. As I'm a mom now. These are the things no, that are it's important. Great. It's great. Great. Finances. Got it. Um cooking. Great. Great. <laughs> you know, for funsies, let's put tap dancing on there. Perfect. Because it's not oh, something great. I've mastered, that's for sure. <laughs> You're gonna be, you, you may be a master of this by the end of the Smash game. Um, okay, now three things that um, this came up for me when I was talking about skydiving. Because that is genuinely something that I would like to experience, but only if I wasn't afraid. And right. I don't think I'll ever not be afraid enough to get up in a plane. So three yeah. things that... Um, you wish that you could do fearlessly, uh, which isn't to say like your life can't go on unless you do them and like what a tragedy, but just like three things that you don't really need to do in your life, but it would be fun to do if there was zero anxiety attached to them. Oh, well, backpack across Europe. Great. Um, man, it's actually a really flooded category. I don't want to be a bummer about it, but like, you know, there are just some things that, yeah. um, oh, man, I don't know. It's a tough one. Cause you just kind of, you don't let the fear yeah. rule well, you, I, but well, you live there within extreme it. things like mine, like skydiving is, See, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to, right, right. But is there anything that's yeah. like, you don't need to push past it, but it's pretty extreme. I also feel that way about hot air balloons, but I think I will conquer that and go in one. Let's do hot air balloons. Great. I'm on a hot air balloon kick. I had to get that bedding for my daughter. I mean, that bedding, like I know what, like, like we both get the same catalogs. <laughs> oh, the hot air balloon bedding. Of course. I've been seeing it's it everywhere. Cute. It has hot air balloons on it. I love a hot air balloon. I love looking at them. I love, I have very positive memories of being in, there's a lot of that in Arizona because it's just like the desert. And so there's lots of wide, nice spaces to fill them up and stuff. And I feel like we would go on field trips as a kid where, you know, you would go, you would have to get up as the sun was coming up, and then you would get to go and see everyone filling up their giant oh, balloon. Cool. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. very magical. Yeah. Um, okay, hot air ballooning, great. Um, and I just need one more. Um, let's say... Jeez, I don't know. I also have a curiosity about, like, whitewater river rafting. I went once. Did you? As a family. As yeah. a family trip, it was super fun. But, yeah, I actually kind of wanted to do it again, but I'm, you know, I was kind of scared. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's put that. Great. Like, a really intense one. Yeah. Because it's mean, kind of fun. Yeah. We did it. We know it was a small rapids, yeah. but it was really fun. If I could, if it were, uh, it would be fun to get the adrenaline kick but be 100% certain I wasn't going to start going to the place of like, I mean, if I, I mean, if I was thrown from this, I would crack my head on that rock and I will, I will for sure be dead. <laughs> like I'll drown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Okay. Uh, let's go. God, I always do my classic, uh, three foods could be as specific or as general as you want. Like a thing that you had one time that you wish you could have any time or just like pizza, Talk pizza, tacos, pizza, tacos, uh, uh, <laughs> anything greased that you can have, you know, snap of a finger, like, oh, whenever I want. And there's no physical ramifications whatsoever. 
as oh. much as whenever you want. Can I like put, cause like I, I went to WD 50 in New York, yeah. Wiley Dufresne's restaurant and it was amazing. This is exactly so, what I'm talking about. I can, can I put like that whole menu? Yes. Just put WD 50. Great. Okay. Um, uh, foods. Pizza tacos. I know. We're <laughs> laughing because that was something that um, after Annie got her gallbladder removed that he was like, no diet restrictions. Pizza tacos. <laughs> I can tell you're a pizza taco kind of yeah. guy. <laughs> um, you know, let's say sushi. Yeah. Because oh, that was hard not to eat during pregnancy. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it's harder to eat anyway now with like it not being pre- like lots yeah. of unsafe things about it, unfortunately. Yeah. It's delicious. But just like. Mm-hmm. Do you have a sweet tooth? Hells yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Anything chocolate. Anything chocolate. What's that? That's a chocolate wide cake, open category. But oh, sure. chocolate. I'm putting chocolate cake okay. for myself. Specific. Um, okay, next category will be uh, three. I'm going for it. Three movies that uh, you love that you wish you could just jump into and live inside that world, even if temporarily. And, you know, I'm not saying as an actor. I mean, like, they're real. They're real places that you can go and visit. Three oh, movies. Geez. Yeah. You're going to have to put on your improv hat these, for sure. You should have got these questions nope, ahead of time. Nope, that's part of it. You got to, it's off the cuff. Oh. It's fine if you're driving home and you're like, I don't know why I said that. Yeah. That's part of the fun. Okay, I need like a just list looking of around. I'm like, where did you have DVDs here? Where are your DVDs? Uh, um, did you have any go tos when you were younger? Where it was like, I always knew I could put on blah blah blah, and I would always just love it, and you know. Well, you know, the movie that just came to mind was Sandlot. I don't think you're the first person to say that. I think that's a really beloved, delightful, it's, charming movie. It is. I'm putting it down. But I'm like, which part of that is it? That time frame and yeah. that, you know, even I, I actually am. I'm, I'm, I'm used to play softball too, oh, growing up. So. Used to play softball. God damn it. So there it is. Great. Um, there it is. <laughs> do you like, um, you know, sort of fantastic kind of fantasy sort of V? Yes. Do you get into that? You know what? I never, I never saw those movies, but those Sunny with the Chance of Meatballs or Cloudy oh, with the Chance Cloudy of Meatballs. Chance of Meatballs. How cute! Can you eat the food? I don't know because they're like In alive, version, right? Oh, I don't know. You know what? Hell, Willy Wonka. Oh, got it. Done. Agreed. <laughs> there, you can eat. Agreed. The- <laughs> yeah, somewhere along the line, the Chocolate River stopped being appealing, but for a long time, it was. It was, yeah. And then, and then you look, then you, then you look yeah, at it, and you're, you're like, like I don't know. Yeah, maybe I've seen too many real rivers that look like that now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, I don't know what actually yeah. is in there. Yeah, Willy Wonka's great. Um, oh, one more. What is a fantastical? I don't know. I mean, that doesn't necessarily have to be the case, but no, but like that's that's where my brain is. Yeah, like, oh, it'd be so cool that that's why I thought of Willy. Did Wonka. you ever watch? Did you ever see the Neverending Story? Oh, I loved that. I mean, up. I grant you, like a lot of stuff in that movie is kind of scary, but yeah, I was um, like, I don't know if I'd. I mean, if I could, if I could like, I'm not going to say labyrinth. <laughs> I know, but I kind of love that too. <laughs> I just saw the Maze Runner because I do love mazes. That's a movie that just came out. It's like a young adult book that I've never read. But um, is I, it I, have a lot of mazes in it? I love yeah, mazes it takes too. place in a giant maze. I will say that the maze. Is not the kind of maze I was hoping for. I don't mm. know what I wanted, but I do love the idea of a maze. Like I've never been in like a real like hedge maze or anything where yeah. you can't see over the top. It'd probably be panic inducing. But, I- but I think again, it's the idea of I chose this, yeah. so I'm going to jump in full yeah. force. You know, because I love mazes. Yeah, I've never yeah. been in one of those, but 
You know what I just thought? <laughs> Harry Potter. Sure. Oh my God. Totally Please, it's a no brainer. Love it. Absolutely. Great answer. <laughs> no brainer. Perfect. But like not with all the Voldemort stuff. No, it's yeah. just that this is the safe, wonderful parts yeah. of all of yeah. it. For sure. For sure. No question. <laughs> no question. Um, okay. You can... Um, you're going to be doing a dance competition uh, <laughs> so, uh, in three different countries. Where would it be fun to go with like a dance team and just like razzle dazzle your way through some sort of fun competition? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a good question because I wonder if there would be like specific restrictions for the different countries. I don't know. For some reason, I want to say France. Great. Sassy old France. <laughs> you could do like a mime theme. Ooh, I love it. I love where you're going with Just this. I can't around. wait to see what you come up with next. <laughs> God, I ah, topped over that. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> Iceland. Great. Because <laughs> you could do like a snow angel thing. Great. Actually, I'm How thinking fun. of it would be like a white Very spandex bodysuit yes. with like an Eskimo hood. Yes, I love it. <laughs> thinking of the costumes <laughs> no that's exactly couldn't have asked for more okay more. um yeah great i mean we know then, that you would reprise the jungle by like going to costa rica or something if you felt passionate about that but you know, yeah. we've already covered that no territory. we've already done that yeah Anyhow. um you know what's funny is i was all state mm-hmm. dancing mm-hmm. and we never did anything but like the routine that we learned at the audition mm-hmm. at state um, but it would be fun to like do a state routine and then go state state right. and like, you know, yeah. make it like a whole country thing. So like oh, the United States, fun. it would be the United States, but then, yeah, you'd represent the United right. States. US of A, you get to get all over the place. Yeah. Um, showing off your zazzle. I don't know what that means. Uh, state, the, the, the final competition could be in Hawaii. Great. Finish it off <laughs> in beautiful Hawaii. Yeah. Love it. Love everything about it. Love it. <laughs> Um, okay, next I'm going with um, three. I'm going to go with three. You know what? I'm going to go with three superpowers. Oh, let's do it. Okay. Flying. Great. Um, invisibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are my two go-tos. <laughs> That's the third one. Somebody, somebody had brought up something. That was really interesting, like backstage at a thrilling adventure show. And I can't recall what it was, but it was something that was like, oh, duh. Yeah. Um, I think that um, something that has come up on the podcast before that feels like it fits both you and me, not to just like guide your answer, but is um, a sort of like, like force field safety bubble situation because then you're not yeah uh then you're then then you can sort of be in any situation and i mean it is i guess like invulnerability but the sort of idea that nothing bad can happen to you yeah um yeah or does that erase the kind of stakes of adrenaline and stuff and yeah well i'm wondering if it's like would i want to be like repairable right but then you still get hurt right would you be really fast or slow down time oh that's interesting or like time travel Time travel. Let's Great. do time travel. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I just realized that I need to get you out of here, so I'm going to rush through these last two. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Uh, uh, okay. You have... Um, I haven't done this one in a while, but I always enjoy it. You have three... Say that you're in some beautiful house that you have. We'll see. We'll maybe find out where it is, but well, some beautiful house somewhere, and uh, and but or even the place that you live now, 
the idea is that you are responsible for creating your own extra room. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a special Annie room, okay. whether that's like a playroom for you and your daughter, or it's like right. a great kind of great office that's like has a skylight or something like that. What would be a fun, like extra superfluous, unnecessary, but fun three types of rooms in your home? Ooh, yeah. I think playroom for sure, because I kind of can't wait to get a place where we can make a playroom. Yes. There's so many cool things you can do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I want to have like a cat room, like for right. my for my right. cat, something crazy and fancy. Yep, a playroom for them. Great. Um, hmm. It's kind of a standard, but like a room that's just a, like a closet. And then listen. I asked you if you have places that you like to uh, clean out your purse. I don't even think we got to that. No, we did. My answer was a doctor's office because I'm usually nervous and I want to like keep myself busy. That turns out to, I don't do it on purpose, but I notice that I'm like always looking for the garbage can in a waiting room of a doctor's office because inevitably I'm like picking through and like organizing. I think it's a control thing. Like, yeah, I have my life together. I am cleaning out my purse. I am very organized. I think, I think for me that, that answer is probably just at home, mm-hmm. but like after a certain, you know, like it'll just become too much and I have mm-hmm. to, cause I need to empty it and, and place it, everything out in yeah. front of me. So yeah. I can't really do that anywhere I outside. But I yeah. understand. I will say this. Uh, usually the, one of these categories would be like, uh, you know, as with a traditional mash game, like who would you marry? Or like, <laughs> who's your crush or boyfriend? And I do that with married people. I am so moved by the story that you told about your anniversary with Fred that I feel it's a personal betrayal to him if I were to ask you for three crushes. I still crushes. have a list. Great. Let's go ahead and get that list out. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, good one. Yep. Um, Michael one. Fassbender. Oh, you really have them all ready to go. Talk yeah. about having something ready. <laughs> Wonderful. Benedict. I've been married for Fassbender. five years already. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um. Oh, oh, but who's my third? Who is your third? Hmm. Hmm. You had those two ready. They were Let's say Hugh Jackman, because you can't. Listen, you just can't go wrong. Argue with that. You no, can't go wrong. He's going to argue with that. Okay, tell me when to stop. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I always, I always make that go on too long. Yeah, you did. I have to go nine now. Um, okay, I'm going to pause this. Do some quick math. Come back. Reveal your 100% guaranteed mash future. Let's do it. I, I I feel like uh, we have some very delightful outcomes. I one of them though is not the size of house that you ended up with. Um, unfortunately, do you live in a shack? Oh man! But that shack mm-hmm. has a cat room. <gasps> Yay! Oh, that is not to be believed. <laughs> not to be believed. Um, so your cats love you. So good job on that. All right. But also the other thing too is that like if you ever want more space, rest assured you have a couple of options. Number one. You can time travel to any time, anywhere. Yes. So you basically can escape your shack whenever you want to. <laughs> Take some people with you. I don't care. Sure. <laughs> um, and also you can just dip right into Harry Potter whenever you want, which oh. is like a land of magic. So yeah. that just cracks that even more wide open. Yeah. So you're going to be just fine. It's okay. Also, you have a, a, a wonderful trip to France planned where you're going to be doing a mime-themed dance team <laughs> competition. <laughs> Eh, not wait to see the footage from uh, that. How many use baguettes as props? Uh, oh, of course you are. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. Um, speaking of baguettes, I want to reassure you that you uh, will wake up tomorrow with the skill of being a marvelous cook. Oh, that is good so to know. You can cook whatever you want, possibly up to and including that menu of um, 
WD, what is it? <gasps> WD-50? WD-50. So I can I'm do gastro then yeah. intestinal. The one it's thing that it. you don't ever have to worry about is chocolate cake because that yes! just at the snap of a finger will magically appear. Um, I also want to congratulate you on uh, your final two pieces, which are your uh, super fun river rafting trip down some Ooh. pretty sketchy river rapids. Wow, I can't I think of a better person for you to be doing that with than Hugh Jackman. Oh, hell yeah. That's a sexy trip right there. That is sexy, like getting water all over you. Like yeah. when you pull over, you pull your raft over. That's not how it works. <laughs> you you go to shore and like camp out. Yeah, and, like, he like gathers wood for you and builds you a fire. Oh, totally. And, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the one for that romantic. trip. That's yeah, that's a hue. That is a hue. Um, and that, my dear, is your one hundred percent guaranteed fictional mash future <laughs> um thank you so much for doing the podcast oh my I'm God, so thank happy you. we made it happen Yay. and uh all health problems and babies aside <laughs> i super appreciate you being here and um i can't wait to uh be are you wait but you're not are you going to new york i'm not going, not going to new york, new york. yeah because i mean you have a um but um, i will be on stage with you this saturday although i don't know if this no. comes out oh no you're not even gonna do it this no. saturday no but i will be back i won't be there um for the october show i will okay. be there for the november show okay. and on great great so, great great yeah well, and any... i've seen you there it's been really uh weird not having you so it's weird not being there yeah <laughs> please know that your absence is felt like it's not Aww. like people are like someone seems missing who oh yeah annie like every show it's like it's so weird that annie's oh thank you and i feel like i've been relegated to fill in a couple of like non-annie roles but like here's the substitute for annie uh i because i've seen like a couple of things that i couldn't do and i've seen that like you've taken that part and i'm like good because i think out of out of any possible guests or anybody else i'm like you know i'm glad it's channel oh my god you really like walked me through you really held my hand through the first couple of thrilling adventures thank god i like, would just stand next to you and copy whatever you were doing so um <laughs> what a joy and a treasure and a pleasure uh my love to fred oh yes and um and guys we'll talk to you and amelia of course i just don't know her yet <laughs> i know all. you're gonna um, meet her i can't wait and uh and uh we'll talk to you guys next time on the podcast As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.